Welcome into Behind the Helm, the Midwest's number one military podcast that features myself, Chief Dowden, a Navy recruiter in Indiana, along with a gaggle of guests from all different walks of life. It was originally created by Petty Officer Levesque and myself to bring together the past, present, and future while describing military life and benefits a bit more in depth to give a better understanding of how it works. This podcast was created for anyone. Not just those looking to join the military, but for those who are already in, finished a term, retired, and even those that just want to learn a little bit more information. You can watch video of this podcast on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch live with bonus content every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No matter where you watch or listen, do us a favor. Help us get this information out there. Find it, like it, share it, follow it. You never know who you might help. Enjoy the show. Episode 81. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we broke 80. We're at 81. You are on Indiana's number one military podcast. It may be self-proclaimed. Somebody put us in for it. That's okay. I'll accept it. Let's go. If this is your 81st time here, man, killing it. I know Fields of Pride try to be on. I already saw my mom's out there. I know we have a bunch of people who've, who are watching when they can. Uh, Chief Snyder from a few episodes ago normally watches when he can, uh, but it's super late over there. So I appreciate all of you who have been here, uh, whether it's 81 episodes, 60 episodes, 5 episodes, all those returning. Thank you so much but you're not off the hook. Make sure you smash that like button, hit those bells, get the notifications, do all those algorithmic things that help get this information out. Cause I will tell you that today we have an amazing um, information packed show that's going to, you know, maybe help people that are thinking about joining the military. Uh, and I will tell you if you're active or if you're a reservist, or if you're a veteran, this is going to be a good show for you. There might be some information that you didn't know about. Uh, so if this is your first time here, hey, thanks for joining in. Took you 81 tries to get it, but you made it and I appreciate it. I know what you're thinking. What are you doing in a tracksuit? Well, today I was out at Frankton High School. We did a uh, health fair. So we're out there shooting basketball and doing some planks and push-ups and, and rolling my dice that my future sailors hate. Uh, but some kids were having some fun with it. Uh, so shout out to the Army recruiters and National Guard recruiter that was out there with me. Uh, we had a good time. And anybody who's on here that was from uh, out there at Frankton, you know, make sure you, you comment down below. Um, as always, you can watch us live right now. It's the best way to interact. You know, you can try to derail me. I do that pretty well on my own. Uh, and you can, of course, always watch it after the fact. And I will tell you, my time rolled over for the um, audio for Spotify, stuff like that. And I'm going to be catching that up really soon. It's looking like I might be able to be completely caught up by the end of this month. We'll see. Uh, so keep an eye out there if you're following us on Spotify or Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Audible, any of those, you should be getting notifications and they might have been annoying over the last week or so as I've uploaded a bunch, but I'm playing catch up. So still subscribe over there too. Do whatever it takes, uh, but definitely, definitely make sure you share these feeds. You never know who you might help. So what are we doing today? Well, we're going to be sitting down with uh, a fellow Navy chief uh, that quite honestly, I met on Facebook. Uh, that's just how it happens. It's such a uh, worldwide fraternity, just a, a brotherhood that we have. And, um, you know, he had reached out to me and said, hey, like, 
get me on there. I've got some great information I'd love to put out. And I'm like, let's do it, man. Let's, let's absolutely do it. So we'll be introducing him here in a minute. But before we do that, I have a little homage to the Eagle. And we've gotten some, some new promotional items. And I feel like the Eagle flies high. So it wants to fly high with something else. And so I have this blimp. Wait. Is that a navy blend? Oh, you can't read it. Uh, this is ingenuity at its finest because if you're looking at that right now, that is a blimp. 100% it's a foam blimp. The navy said, hey, what if we just print navy on it and flip it upside down and it's a submarine, but I'm sorry, that is a blimp. Uh, but it does have the, the things on the side. So it's pretty cool, a little stress reliever. I have one sitting on my desk, uh, blimp. So you know what? Eagle's gonna fly high but it's got its own sub that it can go below the waves with, which by the way, I, I plan to get a Submariner on here sometime soon too, so we can talk about that, but there's our homage to the Eagle. So here in just a moment, I'm gonna introduce my special guest, uh, but again, I just wanna thank everybody, and just a plug for, um, might be next week, might be the week after, but I have some huge, news some huge news um and i don't want you guys to miss it and it's going to change some things with the show and it's going to make some things really interesting but you'll have to tune in next week to find out on that uh front and what that's going to look like so with that being said let me uh get the old zooms pulled up here and like before so we don't get that double audio i'm going to turn my my uh speakers off put some headphones on let me get a sip of water here and I'm going to introduce our guest for today. Man, my head's already big, man. These things make my head look huge. All right, so I'm going to bring in our special guest. He is a uh, QMC. It's Quartermaster Chief, retired. He also has a surface warfare. I don't want to forget that, but it's QMC, retired. Uh, Matthew Beasley. Let me go ahead and pull him up here. I'm going to mess it up. I always do. I'm telling you, this is the best part about being live. Hello, Chief. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Dude, did you did you put your Star Trek badge on? Uh, yes, yes, That's I did because awesome. today today is uh, the premiere of season three of Star Trek: Picard. Is it really? Yes, I didn't know that. Big Star Trek guy. Oh yeah, Star Wars is better, fanboy. Uh, oh no, we're not gonna get into that. We're not gonna get into that. Uh, I saw a funny video. I have to tell you about it later. Star Wars. It, it, it cracked me up. I was, I've never been a big, big Star Trek fan. I do remember when we didn't have cable. I used to watch, um, I think it was the Enterprise. What was the one where the, 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 female, um, the female was the captain? Is that Enterprise? Oh, that was Voyager. 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 I remember watching that when I was younger. I, I do remember watching that because it was on like WGN or whatever locally, but I'm um, just never, you know, really, really into it. No offense. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't never really my jam. So, um, he said you go, it's Matthew Beasley, goes by Matt for most that know him, uh, retired chief, QMC, right? So, you know, we're going to kind of talk about what your rate is. Uh, I'm super glad you reached out to me to do the show. Um, and what was your background? You told me what your background was, too. You got the Star Trek on, you got the spacecraft in the background, but that's not Star Trek. What's no, no, that's that's a Star Citizen. A lot of people try to say it's a scam. It's a game that's been in development for the last decade, really, uh, really intensive. And I actually play sometimes with other fellow military members cool. uh, uh, from different branches. In fact, one of them is a former Marine that I play with a lot of times. 
and uh it's out now it it's something you can play yeah it's something you can play now but it's still you're still relegated to one system uh, but there's supposed to be a hundred systems hopefully in another few years uh it's just slow rolling because of the development process sure yeah it's hard anymore like the all the stuff they do man you, you i mean you can if you want you want to drop your gamer tag you can say it if you want and uh, you, you know, find them yeah, i'm luck dragon underscore 1982 or luck dragon underscore 82 something no, i like can't that. remember you, yeah. you find it you put either one of those two and you find them if you want to check that game out play with a uh, a retired navy chief you absolutely can so let's let's get to you and, and your naval career um so uh you're retired so it means you did over 20 but let's go back to the beginning now are you one that joined right out of high school or did you wait later like me because i didn't join toss 26 i i pretty much uh came right out of high school i i spent the summer you know, doing normal summer things with uh, with family and friends. And then uh, September 18th uh, was when I was boots on the ground in uh, uh, up in Great Lakes. Um, I still remember it very, very well on that first night because as soon as we got off the bus, I was handed my uh, I was asked, hey, what is your what is your uh, uh, Social Security number? And because I didn't know that by heart, I got the fifth degree from a chief or a senior chief right there on the gridiron. I didn't, I can't remember exactly who it was. I remember the face. <laughs> that's, um, that's wild, man. Like it's, it is weird because that's what we use for everything. And you know, they're really trying to push really, you you know, going to just your DOD ID number um, because that's, it's always, that's how it's always been. And uh, it, it is, it's weird to me because I didn't join till I was later so or a little older so i know i had to use it a lot for jobs i did have it memorized but mm -hmm. i mean i think back like as a senior in high school did i have it memorized no, like no like and man you know what that's a good point i'm gonna have to keep that in mind because i don't even tell my future sailors that like hey that, that'd be a good number to memorize um you know that's a good point i never even thought about that so you but when you joined at maps where where mm -hmm. are you from originally I'm from uh, the southwestern side of Virginia. If you know where Virginia Tech is at, okay. in Virginia, that's where I'm. That's essentially where I'm from. Hey, speaking of college, real quick, um, I just want to put a shout out and and uh, you know, I think everybody in in the Chiefs mess um, worldwide and in the Navy would like to you know send our condolences to the families of of those students who lost their lives at, at Michigan State. Um, that is within our area of operation. Our uh, our captain at Intag Heartland got us all on a call yesterday to let us know about it and you know the impact it may have on us and and just the general safety of it. So you know it's not it's not something you want to see happen. Uh, it's on a, a college campus that you never thought it would happen. But you know condolences from you know, even, you know, my family too, to yours for anybody who sees this, you know, it's really sad to hear. But anyway, I, I did want to say something about that. You just made me think of it. So yeah, uh, Virginia Tech from down there, that area kind of over that way, uh, you go into, you, you join now. Now, did you seek out the Navy or was there like, was there a recruiter like me that came into your, your school or how, how'd that happen? So surprisingly enough, I originally wanted to join the army. So hey, I originally... Too. I originally uh, wanted to do that because I wanted to be part of the tank division. Uh, oh, nice. And and then uh, I actually reached out to a Marine recruiter first, mm -hmm. uh, talked to them, and the Marine recruiter actually came to our house and talked to us. And then one, and then uh, about a week or so later, 
there was a um, an IT one, and I cannot remember his name. I I remember his face, but I cannot remember his name anymore. Uh, was at our was at our high school, and so I talked. I started talking to him, and uh, and then I went ahead and did my uh, my ASVAB. Yeah. From there, uh, didn't score really well, as well as I probably could have. Right. I actually slept the night before. Ah. Um. But uh, it's I still was able to get uh, I was still able to get in uh, as a quartermaster. You know, when I went mm-hmm. to MEPS, I was going to say that was in. my next yeah. thing is that, you, you know, so we, we've talked about MEPS a lot and like how the classification process works and how sometimes, you know, you might you 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 choose your job. I mean, they might show you a couple different ones. Um, and, you know, so you you actually joined as a quartermaster. That's what you joined yes. as. Um, and what I want to do before we move forward is, you know, the Navy has over the last, I think it's really in the last like five years done really good about making kind of little minute to two minute videos of each kind of rate. Um, and you know, I say, I tell people it's kind of commercially, but it really is showing what the job is and it's showing people actively in that job. It's not actors. Um, and we're going to show that video real quick so people can see that. Uh, I don't know if it's somebody, you know, or not, but, uh, on Twitch, uh, digs, btw7 said hey sup g uh and i don't know if that it might be to me but it's probably to you so hey thanks for watching digs i appreciate it and uh, we're gonna hop into this video real quick uh and when we do that you're going to uh you're gonna see you for just a minute look there you are with your with your star trek pin i love it i love it man uh let me get this pulled up all right so this is navy's um specifically uh, QM video. Here we go. We're on the USS George H.W. Bush, which is a Nimitz-class carrier. Right now, we're in the pilot house. Pretty much the life of the ship in all manners of navigating and getting to where we need to be. Quartermasters are primarily a navigation-based rating. We are part of the watch team. I quartermaster the watch. I keep them on track, keep them honest of where we are. When we need to be somewhere, how to get there, how fast we need to go, and to make time. All engines ahead, one third for five knots, aye, sir. On the ship, we work a lot with charts. Hard copies and our digital chart. So we just maintain an accurate plot of where we are in the world. It'll tell us all the wrecks, uh, shoal water, areas that we cannot be in. Oh, look at this, you know, say, well, sir, you got about another five miles, you can go that way, and then you might want to change your course. I like the ocean, love looking at maps, drawing maps as a kid, observing weather. I've been on this bridge for over four years now. In a way, I kind of think of it as home, which is where I'm happy to be. Yeah, so quartermaster QM. Um, I would say like a couple of the things that they said. I'm pulling our guest right back up here. I would say a couple of things that they said. What comes to mind, and for anybody who's watched my show uh, a while ago when I had my son on, he's been real into Minecraft. Is a it's a cartographer, man. You're a cartographer. It's what you're doing, right? Like that's, you know. So. Um, what I would like for, for you to do, like, you, you know, you've watched that video, you've seen it and, and first and foremost, for anybody who wants to know, um, chief, what, what is the, uh, what's the quartermaster's rating badge? Uh, it is the, it is a, uh, 
an old school looking helm. Helm, yeah, behind the yeah. helm, bro. It's right here. Hold on, let's hold on, let's show it right here. Yep, that's it. We are the rate that knows where we're going to go because we have to know. And we we are we are the ones who the officers have to trust to understand where we're going because if we don't know where we're going, the officers don't know how to steer the ship. You know what's really funny? I'm glad my wife just put that. So I was talking, and I. <laughs> this is the best part about being live. They would have heard you, but they couldn't hear me. So that's okay. I clicked the wrong one. It's fine. All I was saying was is that your your um for anybody that missed that, that's awesome. The rating badge is an actual helm. It's the only one that's there. Um, it's it's uh, and then I asked, you know, hey, could you kind of explain if you had to explain to a civilian or somebody who doesn't work with QMs, what does a QM do? Uh, so in that video, it showed QM uh, on a aircraft carrier, showed a QM on on like kind of uh, what is that? Why can't I think port port ops port ops? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then but we have QMs on on every ship, um, you know, so, um, you know, we're just going over that and. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I I looked to change it, and I instantly noticed that I was on the wrong one. It happens, man. Wrong scene. So, uh, anyway, again, you're here. Episode 81. We're with QMC retired Matt Beasley, uh, and we're just catching up to what a QM is, and we're going to talk about his service a little bit and his transitions uh, throughout and some really great information, but wanted to get to know Matt a little bit first uh, and go from there. So everybody should be able to hear me now. Um, but anyway, so yeah, absolutely. I noticed a few things in the video too that I take notice of, you know, cause we, we've been on ships, obviously like I see the, the QM um, OC or QMOW book, like the QM of the watch book set in there. And there is always a QM uh, when the ship's moving, there's a QM on duty. Uh, and I would say too, the one thing that it surprised me that they didn't put out QMs are also who mans the flags normally, the flag box and raising of the, of the different flags. Um, you know, we literally have a flag for every letter of the alphabet and different combinations of whatever, um, you know, uh, mean certain things, right. Uh, you know, like Oscar, the Oscar flag, if that's up, it's man overboard, you know? Um, and so you guys tend to man that, maintain that as well, as well as the charts. I mean, yeah, the charts are huge, but I mean, the flags and, and the the balls and all those things, like those are, that's a big part of the job too. Like, would you agree to that? Yep. Uh, so the chart, the, uh, it's kind of funny because when I first joined, uh, you had signalmen manning all the signal flags uh, and the, uh, and the flashing lights right. on semaphore. Uh, that didn't, that uh shifted in around 
that shifted around uh 2003 2004 where, where they the combine uh, it. yep they just combined us yeah and and what he's talking about signalmen like when you watch like older naval videos or like world war ii movies and you see guys like you know with the flags out there and they're they're flashing them up and they're literally spelling to each other and the signalman too and we still have them on the ship like they're mm -hmm. big spotlights that have blinders on it with like literally just like this little lever and you flick it and these blinders come open and they would signal to other ships using morse code so there was a lot of like it's a lot of yeah hey charts of navigation but you know signaling it's a lot of communication um and you know, when you have a quartermaster that's on the um, up in the the pilot house, since there's always one on watch when we're underway, like you're working, you know, hand in hand with with the officers, with the ones actually, you know, doing these things, and you know, sometimes with the XO, the CO, and um, sometimes they're turning to you. You could just be a, a QMSN, little E3, little E4, you know, standing that watch after you're qualified, and you have these higher officers who are looking at you and saying. Hey, are we going the right way? You know, it's a it's a big job. So um, anyway, go ahead. Like with the with the maps and, and stuff like that, is there anything that you feel like you think that video kind of nailed it or? So the so one thing I want to point out in the video is sure. that I think that was the same uh, QM1 Duffy that I served with on my uh, on my first ship. Mm -hmm. uh, I am not one hundred percent certain. It depends on how old that video is, but. Uh, I've only I have actually served with a Duffy before, so I just want to point that it's, out in the video. Yeah, it's really possible because, like, I think sometimes people watch those videos and think that it's like, you know, it's it's staged. I mean, n no, like that's it's mm -hmm. uh, mass communication specialists. Like they go and they interview people, and then they put that all together, and they're actually interviewing people in the rate in the job, um, like on their actual ship, uh, you know, doing their job. That's you know, that's what the Navy's uh, goal was when they put out those videos. I think they're great. So, oh, yeah. so you join as a QM, you go to Great Lakes, you do your time there. Uh, QMA school is also in Great Lakes across the street. Was it still when you went to A school? Uh, yeah, it was. Yep. It was when I went to A school. So that was a uh, six-week yeah. uh, six course. Yeah, QM. I, I put in a, a couple QMs. I got one that's out in Hawaii. She got them good orders. Um, nice. Yeah. But uh, so you did A school and then right after A school, you went to your first command. Yep. First command was USS Kearney, DDG 64 out of Mayport. Yeah. Small boys. Let's go. DDG is what I'm uh, talking about. Oh, yeah. That's my first love, too. I'll never uh, I will never speak bad of the of the Alibert class destroyers ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, you did that. How, how long were you there? Were you there? Are your, is your guys' rotation five and three or? Uh. I believe it's still five and three. It was when I it, when mm -hmm. I got out of active duty. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was, I was on the Carney for uh, for five years. I did two deployments on her. Uh, went uh, first deployment was to the Arabian Gulf. Where was the Carney? Uh, San Diego. Oh uh, no, uh, Mayport, Mayport. Oh Florida. Mayport. You had you you're all right. So your first ship, like Hawaii's great. Mm -hmm. Mayport's probably easily like the second place you want to go if you're going to be in the states. Um, because Hawaii's tropical, but you're way out there and it's expensive. Florida, yeah. you're still continental U.S. And people like literally fight to get there because people go there to retire. They don't leave. Uh, so that's awesome, man. So you're, you're there, you do two deployments. Arabian Gulf was the first one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, second deployment was, uh, was over the Christmas holiday. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was, uh, an 04 to 05 deployment. 
Uh, that I'm one graduating was... high school. Oh God, don't make me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we uh, we floated around there in uh, uh, in the Mediterranean doing that tour. Uh, what was cool about that was the ports that we got to. Uh, one yeah. of the one of the ports we went to was Italy, where um, Naples, Italy. We pulled in there, yep. and um, uh, it was really cool because we I got to go to the Vatican for Christmas. Oh and, wow! And I was sitting less than a hundred yards from uh, Pope John Paul II. Now Saint pa- John Paul II. I'm sorry. Man. Um, uh, we did. We were in the Med during a christmas holiday on new year's we were in croatia which was awesome uh i I never would have went there if anybody wouldn't you know but on christmas we were in israel we were in haifa israel for christmas like i mean that's if you're a religious person you know i mean vatican's super cool but then like israel you know the only thing we weren't allowed to do was like we had we were able to go up to jerusalem and stuff but not on christmas because it's so like they like the while we were there they were like hey you can but not on christmas day because of all the stuff going on just the masses of people and you know but it was it was cool to say that we were there for christmas it was really neat so you do that uh you do those two deployments on the carney yep. uh and then where'd you go from there uh so uh Ooh. one one quick thing about the second oh, sorry yeah go ahead and uh so second deployment uh and this is just a, a categorization of what all I got to actually do real quick. Mm-hmm. And so the second deployment, we get our, uh, you know, you get a lot, um, you know how you get your, uh, your deployment coats or the, your, yeah, you yeah. The, like the, foul, the foul weather gear, the, or the all weather coat oh, type the, thing. Yeah. Oh, not, not those. It's the, uh, it's the actual uh, deployment jackets that you can get where it can, where you, you know, you can design it yourself, all that fun stuff. So we, uh, we never did that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for us, we did it on our second deployment. They didn't do it on our first. We designed it. I don't gun. remember. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got we got our our coats ordered and everything, and then right after that, uh, uh we uh, we were told, hey, guess what? You've got uh two weeks to get all the charts ready to go into the Black Sea, and we went to um, uh, we went to Sevastopol, Ukraine. So unfortunately, I have a I have a deployment coat. That has all of my that has a sleeve have of Ukraine. It doesn't have Ukraine on it, but I've got all the flags and the names of of the uh, countries that I've been to on my first two deployments. So sometimes things like that also happen. Yeah, like we, you know, I've talked about going up in the Black Sea. We didn't go into Ukraine. We pulled into um, Romania, which is awesome. The thing was, is when we went on that deployment, same kind of same thing. Like we didn't plan to go to the Black Sea. It just happened, and uh, we were one of the first ships in a while in many years i shoot it might have been since you were there that went up there uh and we pulled in in the fall it was really pretty um and we had pulled into bulgaria uh and then we went out and then we had to come back we came back in the winter now we're on a med tour and it is not cold in the med right for the most part so we pulled back up into romania in the winter though and it was, dude, it was bad. Like, we all went to the mall buying stuff, but our money was good there. We were supposed to pull into, I think, like, Georgia, but we ended up not doing that. But that's pretty cool that you got to go to Ukraine. Um, but it's a bummer it didn't didn't get on the jacket, you know. You know. That's what matters. So, I, do plan on, I do plan on trying to buy myself a new jacket. There you go. Oh. Design it yourself. Uh, so you do that. You do your two deployments. You're on the carny. After your, your, your stint on the carny, where'd you head to? 
So the next place I headed to was NGA, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. The uh, wait, 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 the what? The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Geospatial? Mm-hmm. Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Um, again, episode 81, we're here with uh, retired QMC, Matt Beasley. Uh, see another shout-out on Twitch from DevXYN. Give me a, a little, little wavy emoji, waving back. Hey. Uh so all right, one more one more time. Geospatial intelligence agency. Yes. Geospatial, so, okay. Yep. National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. That's or a mouthful, N man. Or uh NGA. Now NGA used to be uh, or what NGA is, uh where I was where I'm a quartermaster and I get all my charts. Well, all my charts and the corrections for those charts come from nga oh okay so i got so i got shore duty orders to actually work there uh and to work the um the maritime safety watch desk so and uh what's really cool is the fact that a lot of a lot of people who are in the navy that that get uh that sometimes get out and are quartermasters or other similar rates can also get jobs there and i'll i'll talk about that a little bit later as well yeah but um i ultimately wound up working there and that's where i'm at now i mean that'd be um, that'd be super cool to to like see that side of it you know what i mean because like it's one thing like a lot of people go back to like instructor duty stuff like that but like to see you know especially something like that probably where you were needing charts or something and you're not getting them like man they don't know what they're doing and then like you have to go see what they deal with uh and just a shout out to dev uh it's it's a student that was in um a teacher's class from a few weeks ago out of anderson high school uh i remember and i appreciate you thank you so much for for being on make sure make sure you smash the like button and, and share it and whatever you do on twitch because i'm not a big twitch person i just know i'm live on there so you got to do that, and, and we're going to talk a little bit, like you were saying, because there are civilian side jobs there, uh, and we're going to definitely talk about that. That's the that's going to be the the meat and potatoes of the show today uh, when we get to that. Uh, so you got to work that side of it. After that tour, uh, where right. did you head to next? So after that tour, I went to the USS Doyle. Uh, she was an FFG uh, out of Mayport, Florida as well, so I went right back Man, to Mayport again. Man, look at you. Look at you. Uh, yeah, that whole uh, that whole Mayport Mafia thing. That ain't no joke, man. <laughs> that ain't no joke. It's real. Okay, what anybody says. But uh, uh, yeah, awesome. So you're you got to go back to Mayport. You're on FFG, right? Yep. Uh, we don't have, I, have any more of those anymore. It's just a little yep. bit smaller than a destroyer. Yep. Uh, they they were uh, they're they're really stout ships. Um, you know that. Uh, Do you still see them? We sold them to different countries. Oh yeah. Uh, the one that I was on, she was supposed to be sold, but uh, I went. I, uh, when I was reading up on it a couple of years ago, I found out that in 2017 she went to the scrapyard. So yeah. she's razor blades now. There you go, there you go. Might have might have shaved with one of them today. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, and I I was on her decommissioning crew as well. So she decommissioned in about mid uh, uh, mid 2011. Nice. So after that, where did you head to after that? So my last active duty station was at Assault Craft Unit 2 out of Little Creek, Virginia, uh, which was kind of fun because my grandpa, uh, for his one and only enlistment that he did, was stationed out of there on an oiler. Uh, mm -hmm. Assault but, uh, Craft Unit. So you're saying like spec war, right? That's like that's like SWIC and, and those guys uh, or what's kind of... No, no, no. Kind not, of not so much that. Not, yeah. not Yeah, not so much SWIC. Uh, we're... 
we were the ones who uh, uh so if you if you've ever seen the uh like the old world war ii and vietnam era type videos of uh of these flat of these uh flat decked little crafts that would come up onto the beach oh yeah and yeah, they yeah. they'd push down the front end kind of and the deployment type ships like the, the the they're deploying the yeah yeah so that's what this was it was a uh it was a uh, a slow little uh a slow little craft that would uh that would come up onto the beach drop the front end and we'd offload we'd onload or offload personnel we'd on offload or onload uh, uh beach groups you know things like that machinery tanks um and those and have was, a really really shallow draft right because they they ha yeah. i mean they're made to run up on a beach so they're i don't want to say that they're not stable but they they move a lot different uh from what oh, yeah. i've heard it, it you, you're gonna find out real quick if you get seasick or not in one of those oh uh <laughs> believe it or not on my first ship i was i'd always be okay on on the carney up until some some idiot would burn the coffee and burning coffee would the would smell kick would off. it just like it it just get you the the smell I I could be doing just fine in fifteen foot seas smell that burning coffee and I'm done wow that's crazy so that was your last active duty duty stint mm -hmm. right and then you did something that we haven't really talked about um, again we're we're setting episode eighty one with uh, retired QMC Matthew Beasley make sure you smash that like button hit the bells uh, subscribe right um, subscribe and you know, really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to um, anybody out there who is part of my VFW or American Legion. I know I put it out, and I know some of you will be watching. Mary's probably out there watching. So uh, another Navy vet. Um, so for Valentine's Day, I, I brought her a Navy mug, a couple of my Navy vets. We all pick on each other. But anyway, um, you did so. We, we've talked to a few reservists. We've talked to people who've just gotten out. We've talked to some people who've retired, too. Um, but you did something. You transitioned from mm -hmm. active duty to reserve. You can do that. Now, um, it's a little harder to transition from reservist to active. You can, um, or kind of a little easier because you don't have to finish a term per se. Uh, but but uh, is this the Navy website guy? Uh, that's from NC1 Scott, the Navy website guy. I don't know who the Navy website mm -hmm. guy is. You don't run the Navy website, do you? No, no, no. no. I guess not, NC1. Uh, just a retired QMC, but uh, thanks for watching and, and throwing a... See? Derailing me because I don't know what that was. I thought I was getting ready to find out something insane. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I really lost my train of thought. Okay, so you can go from reserve to active. But to go to active to reserve, you have to be at the end of a contract, right? You have to be oh. at like kind of your... your EAOS and you're transitioning from being an active duty sailor to a reservist sailor but what that does is also keep your active time but it's a little different so you transition in the reserves kind of kind of talk about that like that's how does that work like how what did what did that do uh so for for myself all right so for myself I I had uh I transitioned sadly when uh they changed the higher tenure dates mm -hmm. so i i was i was plateaued i couldn't make e6 okay so i was i was uh still an e5 got to my 14 year mark and they were like okay you're 14 year mark gotta go yeah but i could still go into reserves so that's what i did i went to reserves um there are a lot of things i wish i that i wish i understood better and that i had actually probably had more foresight 
and done a little bit more aggressively in finding a job right after getting out. Um, you mean as far as like, hey, you're in the reserves. So the thing with the reserves is, right, like it's you're getting paid. There are opportunities to like get some full-time pay while you're in, but what you're making as a reservist is not it's not substantially enough to survive on. Like people who are in the reserves are going to have another job. Now, whether that's DOD or government, which we're going to talk about here in just a few, or if it's just a civilian sector job in general, you're going to be doing both. Right. So um, I think the big thing that we're, we're going to dive into is those, because a lot of those jobs and the things that we're going to look at here in a little bit, it doesn't matter if you've retired from the Navy. It doesn't matter if you've only done one term. There are jobs that you are now eligible for. And I think I was telling you before we started, um, one of the things that absolutely drives me crazy is when I see somebody who gets out of the Navy and I don't care what rank they are, you know, E4, 6, 7, you know, they're chief. Um, and maybe they only did one term and then they're just like a waiter or a waitress and you're like dude what do you what are you doing like you've managed millions of dollars of equipment and now you're a waiter oh, i don't have any skills what like come on so if you're that person i'm not cutting on you however stick around on this show make sure you smash the like button and share this feed if you know somebody like that because some of the information that chief beasley has is going to hopefully change your life and blow your mind. So you, you transition into the reserves. Like you said, there are some things you wish you would have um, done more aggressively. And are you mainly talking about like the, the DOD job stuff or are you talking about like just that transition? Uh, so I was talking more on the transition, but okay. as, well, yeah. as well as the as uh, other jobs related to my rate as, and uh, even ones not exactly related to your rate, but jobs that you could probably walk into that uh, are available to veterans and uh and reservist personnel uh most jobs will even you know like say um if you're if you're in the reserves yep and you get into a job where you're going to uh, need to go on a deployment or something like that you actually have a lot of job security in that uh because they that job cannot just fire you because you're going to go on a deployment yeah you go um, on a military leave of absence it's a federal law um, and in yep. fact, I will tell you, this is fun, fun fact. When I joined the Navy, I was still working for Best Buy. And I, when I went to boot camp, I did not quit. I went on a military leave of absence and they have military leave of absence for up to like five years, I think total. Um, you can, and they'd call you each year. Uh, and I did that even though I knew I was going active, I probably wasn't coming back per se, but when I was on military leave of absence, what did I still have? Huh, my discount. So, but as a reservist, you know, the, the, you're absolutely right. Duty weekends, uh, or, you know, when you're doing your, your reserve weekends, when you're doing your drill, when you're doing your, if you do a deployment, you put in a leave of absence, they can't fire you. They have to hold your job. They hold your position and you have this job security, the safety. <coughs> Ooh, excuse Bless me. Go you. ahead. Um, so, uh, when I got out, the one thing I didn't utilize as much as I probably should have was the USA jobs. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Instead uh, I made, I wouldn't call it a mistake. It, it'd be wrong of me to call it a mistake. It's probably best to call it a, um, 
oversight. Lessons learned. Yeah. An oversight. Yeah, oversight. Lesson learned. Lessons learned. Yeah. Uh, I decided to move. I decided to move down back down to Jacksonville, Florida again, uh, thinking there were job opportunities and things like that. And that doesn't mean that there weren't. Bro, you just you just Florida. You were yeah. Mayport Mafia. You're like I'm. I'm just gonna move back down there, bro. Uh, so my my reserve unit was down there as well mm-hmm. uh, over at NAS Jacks, um, and it's it wasn't it wasn't bad being down there. The problem was was that um, I had left my I had met, left my rudder adrift. I, yeah. I I wasn't I wasn't manning the helm like I should have been at you the time. You weren't behind the helm. Huh? No, I wasn't uh-huh. behind the helm. I was I was just letting the ship go in Yikes. a circle for, there for my, for my life. Yeah. Um, but I did utilize uh, what the uh, the benefits that I have, uh, maybe most likely not to their fullest uh, extent, mm-hmm. but I did utilize them. Uh, the, your post nine eleven GI oh, Bill, yeah. mm-hmm. that that was uniquely beneficial. Um, I wish I had done a few things differently, of course. But now, um, and here's the thing too. I just wanna I wanna interject on that. So you said you mm-hmm. know post nine eleven GI Bill. Most people tend to think like. You can, one, you can use it while you're in. Uh, in fact, once you've graduated boot camp, you've already earned a, a part of that. Um, but, you know, for you, you got 14 years and you go reserves. Um, you only have to do three years active to earn 100% of that GI Bill. So, you know, you already had it. Even though you're still in the reserves, you didn't have to, he didn't have to wait to retire or to get a DD two fourteen to utilize it. And I think that's a big misconception as well. You gotta you gotta go in and then get out before you can ever use it. Not necessarily. I I would personally recommend not touching your GI Bill though, because while you're active duty, uh, yep, you have uh, you have other means that your command or or the Navy in general will pay for. Uh, college, uh, for college tuitions, uh, to an to an extent, um, mm-hmm. tuition assistance, which I've talked yeah, t- about ex- extensively. Um, that's what I've used. I haven't touched my GI Bill. We've we've talked about that. Definitely go back and watch the episode if you're curious about the um, uh, college benefits specifically, because that's a loaded conversation, right? It really is. Um, go back and watch the episode that I did with Sergeant First Class Licklider, the Army recruiter that we sat down and talked about and broke all that down. Uh, talking about tuition assistance as well as um, the GI Bill, and you know, um, Chief is right. Uh, you you want to save the GI Bill if you can. Now, you can every year they change the TA, uh, and you can max it out. And if you do, then you can roll into a little bit of your GI Bill if you want, or wait till the next year. There's, I mean, there's just so many options with that, right? Yep. Uh, so. Uh- I want to show while you're talking about that, since we're talking about kind of the college, I'm going to pull up uh, my screen here. We're talking about college and we're talking about the different things you can do. So we talked about U.S. maps um, and we've talked about, you're talking about TA and the 9-11. Uh, the U.S. Navy also has the U.S. Naval Col- uh, Community College for cybersecurity and information assurance. And my CMC recently was talking to us about this. He's using it. Uh, get a head start at WGU with the U.S. Naval Community College earning an Associates of Science degree in cybersecurity and information assurance. Now, I won't talk on this too much because I have not read through it. Um, compl- so, so don't quote me on this. Uh, but I believe you know you can get your A plus certification, your network. Cert- I mean, it says all that, but this does not eat up your TA 
or your GI Bill. It is a completely separate thing um, to my knowledge. I could be wrong if anybody's in the chat and knows a little bit more. I did not, I have not sat down and read Reddit. I wanted to look through it um, and I just haven't had the, the time because I think it's something that, you know, cybersecurity, I mean, that's huge. That's huge, massive huge. Um, and that's, this is kind of more of a new thing um, you know, chief, I don't think this was around when, when you were doing your stuff. I, I don't recall, to mm -hmm. be honest, I don't recall if this was or not. And then you were mentioning, you know, we've talked about us maps before, uh, and you're, you're talking about TA stuff like that. The other thing, and like you had told me, like, you know, this one thing I, I don't know as much about, um, is the Navy cool program, which mm -hmm. is credentialing opportunities online. Um, it's very easy. Uh, the site is is very good, uh, and what it does is, is it you find and select credentials, uh, you complete a funding request, and you get those credentials, all right, and then you report your results. Now, these credentials are, I mean, you're talking civilian credentials. Search for specific credentials to find, <clears throat> find out about related military occupations, eligibilities, criteria, and funding options, so it, it all kind of depends. And I almost guarantee you, uh, I haven't been on this site in a hot minute. It says, learn about cyber IT. I bet you anything that that link right there will take you to Navy, um, the Naval Community College. So for those of us who are active, you can go to, um, you know, uh, the, the quick links and you can get to it. Just search Navy Cool, C-O-O-L. Um, and also uh, Naval Community College. So those are things. Navy Cool's been around for a little bit. Uh, the community college is a newer thing, uh, but I would encourage anybody who's on active duty uh, or reservist for what you can do to take advantage of these and definitely take advantage of U.S. maps. Uh, we have talked about that extensively as well. Uh, so anyway, co coming back to you there, Chief. Sorry about that. I just wanted to you know, put that out there. Cause I, I think you're right. Like, like you said, you know, I wish I would have been a little bit more aggressive about it. Um, cause unfortunately it's something that, you know, we get told about, but nobody's holding your hand. Nobody say, Hey, it's time to go to school. Like, you know, it, it really, it comes down to do you want it or not. And it can be extremely beneficial. It really can. So go ahead, sir. Um, and the, um, uh... The good part about all that education is the fact that it is uh, it is relatively free. There are a few instances uh, where you might where you might look into other um, uh, into other educational platforms. Uh, one thing I will definitely say: keep to the accredited colleges and oh, universities. Yeah, for sure. Don't. I mean, that's what you should be going to. But yeah, because that's where you get stuck. And you're talking about like every now and then you're saying you know, sometimes you might have some little fees, this that. Um, you know, we were talking with Petty Officer Deem, uh, his wife had used uh, the GI Bill and, and I learned a lot from him because I I'll tell you, you know, when you're in, there's a lot that you don't understand that if you're a full-time student, how much, it's not just your tuition, like how much money you get, like you're, you're still getting E5 BAH, mm -hmm. you know, you're getting, you're getting fees for, um, books and, and, uh, for supplies. And if you do it the right way, and then on top of that, like those books and all that stuff, if you, if you save it the right way, that's a tax write-off. So there are, you know, absolutely. There might be some instances where you might pay out of pocket at first, but if you do it the right way, shoot, you can make money. So any, go ahead there, chief. Uh, uh, so with, with that one, um, 
Uh, do you want me to go on to the to the next thing or? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So another program that I'm that I'm well aware of as well is the Onward to Opportunity, uh, and it's something that I I tell every uh, every uh, sailor that I know who might be getting out or is or uh, or is already out. I will tell them about this program all the time because one thing that's really unique is that your spouse can also utilize this mm-hmm. at the same time that you're utilizing this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's got a lot of really good, uh, really good uh, opportunities in it for, uh, for really, uh, for really important certifications, not just it, but uh, like, like say if you're uh, if you're on the uh, uh, the supply chain side of, uh, you know, you're, you're a PS or something like that in the Navy. This is the there are uh, qual- there are certificates that relate even to that. Um, and you can even you can see here that they I have their site pulled up so that people can see it. Um, there is uh, you know become an employer partner. So they are also you know they also do placement. And I think the big thing to you know to talk about with with this, like you said, it is huge. Is that your spouse can use it? We we've heard it about like. The GI Bill stuff, yeah, you can transfer it to your kids, to your spouse, but there are benefits that aren't yours that your spouse, your family, uh, your kids um, can take advantage of. And I, I mean, I'll be honest, this was one I hadn't heard of uh, until Chief Beasley had told me about it. Uh, and, you know, let's real quick, Chief, I'm going to pull up their FAQ. Let's look at like maybe the first couple questions and then they have a video that's short and, and we'll take a look at this video. Um, but I think, you know, um, oh man. Okay. These might be, but okay. Like right here, who is eligible for OTO, which is kind of their, their little moniker. Who's eligible active duty, military veterans, national guard and reservists spouses and one-time participants as well. So there are grants even for that. So the, you know, this is huge, huge spouses of, an active duty military service member, eligible veteran and members of the national guard or reserve currently serving like, wow, you know, they're reaching that out. And then, um, you were talking about what it is. You guys can go on here and you can see exactly what it is. Um, and, you know, it's supported by grants. It's JP Morgan and chase and company, uh, Schultz family foundation onward to opportunity, formerly known as the veterans career transition program. So for any of our older vets that have heard of that, this is, this is their, their kind of their rebranding of it. Um, so, you know, they partner with a lot of different career opportunities and I would encourage anybody just like, you know, chief Beasley is saying, uh, look, yeah, why not? Why not look at it? If it's free, it's me. That's that's my motto. I mean, I'm just gonna put it out there. So, let's take a look at this real short video here. Um, this is a, a about a U.S. Army veteran, uh, and I believe it's the one at the bottom. She was a CWO two, I believe, uh, and it's just kind of her experience. It's uh, two minutes long, totally worth the watch. So let's let's take a look at this and a listen real quick, and we'll come right back to QMC. Yes, I found out about onward to opportunity going into the transition assistance program office for me the onward to opportunity program was different because it was a attempt for me the piece that i did which was a certification track it wasn't just geared towards giving you a class 
ultimately you had the ability to not only get the training that you needed, but then they would also ensure that you were 80 or 90% successful in being able to get the certification. So there was like practice exams that you would be able to take. In some of the programs, you could even be partnered with um, mentors or, or synchronized with different business elements. Also, we had people come in to us, a panel who came in um, of different members with businesses that op offered opportunities. They offered jobs. They brought in another day where they had a, a Pathfinder program come in and they would take your name and, and try to match you and link you to to a career. So not only did it give you training, but it also offered certifications in the end. And then from there, it also helped to align you to a career field. So for that, that's the piece that's missing. Um, for a lot of the programs, you get the training and then you're off at your own disposal to figure out what you, what you do with it. Um, but it went a step further and it said, I'm going to not only give you access to this training for free, but then I'm going to also ensure that you have the certification because when you walk out the door, that's what, that's the equalizer, right? For the people who don't have the military experience, they have the training, they went to college or instead of the military, they went to get that certification that levels the playing field. So I think that is one of the key differences in this program of Onward to Opportunity versus the others. Wow, that's awesome. Let me, let me get rid of this so I can pull you back up there, Chief. Uh, and I know you couldn't hear that. I, I, I think you've seen it before, and hopefully you could at least see the, uh, the captions on that. But, you know, I, one of the things that she had mentioned was something I had read, too, is it's not just, hey, we're going to give you this training. Like, yeah, sure, it's free, but, like, they really want to make sure that you're, you know, 90% towards this certificate and also try to help place you um, into that job. Like, it's not, Hey, you're just getting it. We want to, we want to see you succeed in it. And again, that's for, that's for spouses too. Claire, if you're still watching, go get on that site. I didn't, I didn't know it was a thing. I'm sorry. See, I, I don't know. I've been in almost 12 years. I'd never heard of it. Uh, and that's something that I'm sure that my wife would love to take advantage of. So that's great. And I appreciate you. Like I didn't know, I didn't know until you showed it to me today. So um, continue on. Uh, I think you were still talking about that if you if you wanted to. I know I kind of took you over there. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Uh, so a, a lot of this stuff uh, culminates into uh, into actually job security. Uh, one of yeah. the, one of the things that uh, when I was on my when I was on my first shore duty mm -hmm. uh, was getting that security clearance. Oh, that yeah. security clearance becomes a becomes a golden ticket. It really does. So. As long as you can, as long as you can maintain that, mm -hmm. uh, and you transition out of the Navy or out of the military in general, um, looking for a job that will allow you to you to utilize that is a must. As long as you're, as long as that's the the field that you feel like you're going to be comfortable in being in for for a good long while. Yeah, um, yeah. And the big thing with that is, is I think people don't realize, um, you know, like. How much that that that's paid? Now, are there jobs where they'll get you that security clearance? Yeah, but I don't mm -hmm. think people understand the cost. You know, you're talking depending on what level you have, you, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars to maintain to get a new security clearance. Whereas if you already have it to maintain it to renew it, it's not as much. So for you, it, I'm, if that's the only thing you have compared to somebody else who walks in off the street, you're saving that company tens of thousands of dollars. You know, you're getting your foot in the door. 
And absolutely, that's a that's a great point, Chief. Thank you. Yeah. The um, so when I when I got out, I did not. One of the things that I didn't do was I didn't look uh, hard enough for mm. a job that utilized my specialty. Mm-hmm. You know, as a quartermaster. Uh, of course, when I got out, also we were still using uh, paper charts. We hadn't. We had just begun transitioning some ships to electronic navigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, however, uh, back in uh, 2021, a brand new nav dorm, essentially that is the the rule of the rule of law for all quartermasters. Yeah. Um, the nav dorm changed, and now we had we as the Navy have 100% transitioned to electronic navigation. Uh, there are no more chart. There are no more. Uh, it, we're no longer utilizing paper charts. Yeah, we still have um, them. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, we still oh, have them. But yeah. oh yeah, we still have them. But we're uh, we're now one hundred percent electronic navigation. But oh, I would hope that we're that we're one hundred percent according to according to Navdorm we're supposed to be. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> um, it's that transition of it, and and you're talking about like using your specialty, and you know, again, like. You, I think both of us in our time have seen that if somebody just gets out Mm -hmm. now, now let's, we can be honest, right? We use your TA and you use your GI bill. You do not have to get a degree that's based in your job. Right. Uh, But with us maps, stuff like that, the certificates tend to be towards your job. O O to O O onward to opportunity. opportunity. Uh, I don't think it it is limited to that. Uh, But you know, when it comes to like U.S. maps, it is, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. There are some people who may be in and be like, well, you know, I'm a whatever, like maybe I'm a quartermaster. I don't want to work in navigation. I don't want to do that. Okay, well, that's fine. I That's fine. There are ways for you not to. However, you already have your foot in the, let's be honest. There's some people that come in, they have their job. They, they ended up not liking that job. But it sounds like, you know, you had some passion to it. And like, man, like, I want to take advantage of this. Get out. Uh-oh. I think you... Uh-oh. I think Are you, you still there? I am here. Can you hear me? Yep. There we I'm go. There we, go. there we go. We're good. Uh, but I don't... You know, I think back in the day, they, de- they didn't show as much. Now, you can go through these classes and not mm-hmm. listen, but there's a lot of great information about that. But it wasn't around. You know, we... It's very much okay. Well good luck to you without noticing that. So um, I absolutely hear you. Again, episode 81, we're sitting with QMC retired Matthew Beasley. Uh, we've gone over, you know, kind of his career and talked about some stuff. Make sure you go back and watch it if you didn't get a chance to. Uh, but we're to the point where he was, you know, a reservist and, and transitioning because it's all about transitioning and not understanding not just a transition to the reserves, like that was one thing, but transition into having to work into the civilian sec, but how he could do that effectively with what he had. So make sure you share this feed. It's very, uh, very great information. So um, you didn't, you didn't go as hard as maybe you should have. Uh, So, you know, continue on with that. Like what, what, what did you do at first? Like what, you know? So first I did odd jobs. I I went ahead and. uh, Were you a Walmart reader? No, dang it! Almost. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I first got a job at Burger King on uh, at NAS Jacks. That lasted for all of about time, four months. Time out, time out. You're <laughs> telling me that you had 14. See, dang it! You didn't tell me this because I feel bad. You were that guy. 
I was that guy. You were that guy that that you had 14 years of naval service, and you said, I guess I'm going to flip burgers. Like, yep. dang, man. Anyway, go ahead. That lasted all of yeah. how long? That lasted, I think, about four months at max. Um, longer than I would have lasted. Uh, yeah, I, I realized why why am I doing this? So I started looking at other jobs. I started looking into college. Uh, so I started up trying to use my GI Bill because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to do IT work. Um, okay. Uh, the uh, man, the where was the I- Naval Community College when you needed it? <laughs> like, it's literally like cybersecurity and stuff. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so then I started working at, uh, I still did, I still worked like a retail job. I went to work at, uh, at, uh, Staples for, for a few, a few months, uh, for almost a year. Then I stopped doing that and, uh, went full-time going to, uh, going to college, mm-hmm. uh, while also doing Uber and Lyft to, to earn a little bit of extra money. Little, little, little uh, yeah. Subsidy money, a little extra. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and honest and, uh. Uh, while I was doing that, um, my wife also started using the O2O, and I did a bit of the O2O as well. Were you still in the reserves at this point? Yeah, I was still yeah, in the reserves. Still, still reservist too. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, and then one day, my uh, one of my cousins was like, "Hey, have you been going on to uh, going on to uh, the USA Jobs website?" And you know, you know, frankly, I wasn't. I wasn't going on there like I should have been. And checking it as often as I should. So she... USA Jobs, like I have that yep. pulled up because this is huge, and uh, I agree. And and while you're talking about it, I want to be showing it because I. What's funny is is like some people be like, oh, it's a it's a hidden secret. No, it's out Mm-mm. there. It it really is, uh, and it's amazing. So it is, uh, literally anybody could go. You can kind of go on and look at it. It's usajobs.gov. I would sign in cause I almost guarantee I have a username cause I've looked through this before. Uh, but I don't remember what it is. Usajobs.gov. Uh, so chief, tell us about usajobs.gov. So in here you can search, uh, you can search job titles of any kind. Like for me, uh, when my, uh, when my cousin, helped me to find a job she looked exactly where i had worked for shore duty uh, which was nga and she found an opening for a for my rate which was a maritime analyst uh which basically i would be doing the back end work the the part of the work that translates into what i was using on board ships uh for chart for uh for chart production and chart uh chart corrections so i'm pulling up right now I, as you're saying that, i was going to pull up an area but since you said that mm-hmm. um I, I i just put in an area and we'll look at this in a second but there you again just like anything else there's all kinds of filters <clears throat> all all kinds of filters what is a hiring path what is it uh is it you know specifically more for mil- like this site is not just for retirees too there's stuff in here for again your spouses your family, mm-hmm. military spouses. There are jobs that are posted in this specifically for military spouses. There are jobs posted in here specifically for National Guard and reserves. But you were talking about how searched where you had worked. National right. Geo Geospatial Intelligence Agency, NGA. Yep. And when I search that in keywords, there it is, NGA. So I can pull up NGA. Now, right now, there are no jobs for NGA. Okay, you can change anything that you're doing. Um, well, you're 
you've got it uh you've got it set for indiana right now on your on your uh search so oh, if you, yeah because i searched you, that now there are there is a uh, uh there are other places out west that will have um that will have job openings uh one of those being uh, there we go like st louis <laughs> will have uh will have openings as yeah. well because st louis is where our is where uh we have other uh places that we also have remote uh remote stations as well and it gives you it gives you a lot of information on this so this mm-hmm. you're right i didn't i forgot that i typed in indiana so this is just searching i'm just searching i want to work for nga right i don't care where i want to see what they have available and you can yep. save your search everything you know future needs uh resume re- uh, repository and where it's at and like it gives you um starting salary like that that job no thanks um but like contract specialist all right starting salary 785 per year um you know this is a permanent position full time it's in springfield virginia oh okay what's that like we can click it um it gives you the summary here's the job description learn more about the agency duties here are your duties and then it, it runs down the duties and they have you know a do do they drug test do you need a security clearance do you know um it also has you know is there travel required um and a lot of these will also say what you need to have requirements conditions for employment special info you know and sometimes this will have your military like hey you need to have been this you know um so i like and the database on this is is the carrier qualifications the database on this is insanely huge i mean every state um every you know agency they they post on this 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 site has been around for a very long time and any government job like that's they they post them here go ahead chief uh, so one thing I really want to point out, and I want to make this very, very clear to a lot of people, mm-hmm. even in my job, where which was a maritime analyst, it's uh, it was saying that I needed a, I also needed a, uh, uh, a bachelor's degree. I have no degree. I don't have. I don't even have an associate's degree. I don't even have any certificates that I that I maintain because I did not achieve any of those uh, while while initially doing uh, uh, doing my three years uh before getting this job between getting out of the navy and working now at nga and uh you don't need that that degree for a lot of jobs it will it'll probably say it even as a requirement but if you've got like basic things if you've mm-hmm. got if you've got ojt knowledge if you've got that you know for my for nga if you've got that clearance you have a golden ticket mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. and they will help get you on uh get you where you need to be once you're there yeah um 100 percent. and i just want to i i was just pulling up just indiana and this with no filters no nothing just jobs wow. in indiana posted on this site 1944 almost 2000 jobs in the state of indiana that's posted on here and the very first one is starting at 62,000 a year you know like it, and there's a you you can really narrow this down because it shows you how many and like what's accepted and and you know you can even say like look I think that I deserve to make over you know I'm I'm gonna make let's say let, like let's put it for Indiana right let's put it let's say uh, I want to get it right at a hundred there you go hundred hundred thousand that's that's what I'm worth I want to start at a hundred thousand that's my 
my go-to. Now, some of these, I will tell you on the filters, it will, um, you know, you can change close date, all this stuff, salary. Um, some of it will say, um, you know, it'll, it'll still come up in that because of, um, you know, because you can make up to that, right? But let's, top one, top one in um, Indiana right now that's on here. Physician, orthopedic surgeon. Okay. Obviously, you're gonna have to have some qualifications, right? Yeah. Uh, you start out three hundred fifty thousand a year. Uh, so a lot of the higher ones are gonna be physicians. They they post this on there because of officers and stuff like that too. You know, stat like here's just a staff radiologist that's starting two ninety. You might have been a hospital corpsman that has qualifications for that. You know, these are things to look at. Um, you know, psychiatrists. Again, a lot of physicians are the higher paid ones, but. Uh, continue on. I was. I'm just kind of. I'm surfing this while you're talking about it. So you know, um, if you know, if you see anything, make sure you guys check this out. USAjobs.gov. Veterans, um, active duty. You know, if you're looking at getting out, reservists, you're eligible for a lot of the spouses, 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 spouses. Um, so episode 81, we're with QMC retired Matthew Beasley, and we're currently talking about the jobs that that you're probably eligible for and you should have worked harder to get it and you still can go ahead chief yep. so yeah in uh any of these jobs will uh will take you as military a lot of them will take you for, with uh, military preference so you actually have a military preference uh as uh as either a veteran or a reservist and mm -hmm. all of these you have the security of knowing that if you have if you're in the reserves and you have to deploy somewhere you're going to you're going to have that job when you get back. Mm -hmm. uh, one big suggestion, and this is just a personal preference of mine, is if you're going to go for one of these jobs, I don't recommend going in uh, as a contractor for these jobs. Mm. Un, uh, in my experience, mm -hmm. contractors are not um, uh, depending on who the comp the company is that is that uh that you're contracted with that's going to then contract you to an agency they are not always the best companies now that's just my opinion that it's not i'm not saying this to to sure. uh to put down anybody who is in a contract company um but it is it is from my experience that if you can get a job directly with these agencies or with these companies things like that it is a much better route to go than if you're stuck in a contracted job. However, there are also ways of transitioning from that contracted job into the agency or or uh, or company that the that they had a contract with. There are ways to make that transition that way as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just my opinion on all that part. Now. With USA Jobs, there is you can go to dod.usajobs.gov, which is more um, Department of Defense. Pretty much, it, it's looking at I, I believe just the Department of Defense uh, jobs. From what I understand of it, I have not really ever looked at this one. Uh, what, what do you know on it, Chief? You may not either. I don't, I don't know too much about it. Uh, to be honest with you, I when I was going in, when I was going and uh, getting the uh, the links for it, I found this as well. So um, it kind of looks. I actually think that might just be a 
that might just be another link for it. I think it, it's really looking like the exact same thing, to be honest. I think it is. Because I thought it, it kind of looked like an option. Of, I think that's the same too. DOD.USAJobs.gov. Or you can just put in USAJobs.gov. I, I, I think it's the same thing. So, but that's okay. Um, again, you know, if, if you're somebody who's in the reserves or if, if you've, you've gotten out like, and you haven't just looked here, there just may be stuff that you don't even, you you don't even realize that you, you could apply for, you know? And I think that's huge. Um, one thing I, one thing I'll definitely suggest is if you have it experience, because right now, Mm, if you're, if you're looking, if you were looking on there, you saw that um, that aside from aside from being a, a, a nurse or a or a or a doctor of any kind, the second most the second most um, well paid job in there are IT special or IT and uh, uh, specialists and and things like that. And mm-hmm. there's an environmental protection specialist. Wow, that's a lot. Um, for uh for a starting pay for a direct hire to office of the secretary of transportation for environmental protection specialists i'm sure there's probably some stuff you have to have there mm-hmm. location is negotiable but starting out at 137,000 a year um i mean now there you know now there are certificates you can get in that as well that are sure i believe they're free and unfortunately i don't have any links to that and i uh uh, because looking at that, it reminded me there are uh, certificates you can get in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I can't. Rem- I cannot recall the name of it right now because I did have to uh, to take a couple classes in that when I was uh, at my first um, when I was at my first reserve station. Yeah, uh, and it, it partially related to that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's huge. Um, I, we just got a comment uh, from Christine Landis saying a lot of great information. Thank you uh, very much. Uh, really appreciate that. And but here's the thing: like this is a uh, this is why we didn't this is why we didn't we're not doing bonus content today. This is probably one of our longer episodes we did. And here's the thing: we ain't even done yet. We still have a whole other program we want to tell you about. This stuff. I'm serious. Like this is. I just hope that uh, if people watch this, that they stick around or they go back, you know, I promise I'm trying to get caught up so I can get it on the audio version because this is, this is great. This is huge. This is huge for spouses. It's huge for um, veterans. This is huge for people in the reserves. And and when I say veteran, it doesn't matter. You did 14 years, 20 years. doesn't matter uh, if you did one term and you got out, there are things out there like this that you are eligible for. And whether you think uh, you qualify for it or not, you do. You, you, there are things out there that you do. But look, unfortunately, you know, ain't there's nobody that's going to come hold your hand all the time. Like you've got to do a little research, and and that is exactly what QMC is talking about is the fact that he didn't. And if he would have, you know, shoot, like once he found out about these these programs, it's like, man, if only, right? If only we would have known. Uh, so, you know. Thank you so very much for the comment uh, and for everybody who's out there that's, that's watching, who's still with us, and those who watch later. Again, episode 81, retired QMC Matthew Beasley. Uh, great information about transitions, transitioning into jobs, transitioning from active to reserves, and just understanding benefits that you have and your spouses. So you don't even have to be transitioning out. The uh, onward to opportunity 
that spouses can use. They can use that while you're still active. Heck, you can use it while you're still active. Uh, and the USA Jobs, uh, great um, advocate for for spouses there, where they're they're literally there's a badge on certain jobs. It's like, hey, this is this is more targeted for military spouses. Uh, you know, when you're PCSing and you got to move and you're doing things like. Sometimes it can be hard for spouses to establish themselves and having a central website to be able to look for that type of stuff. I mean, you know, it's it's not just about us. It's about those we love too. We just forget to tell you sometime or all the time. You know, it's what we do. Anyway, go go ahead, QFC. Um, so yeah, oh, now I forgot where I was at. Um, that. I'm real good at that. Hey, did you notice, like, <laughs> I'll throw you off track again. I don't know if you noticed my little... My little QM Lego guy, he's standing watch. Can you see him? Ah, uh, he's real small. <laughs> yeah, nice. he's in the dress whites with his, yeah. I, you made me think of it. That's definitely that's definitely a QM right there. Anyway, um, yeah, so USA Jobs, I think uh, there was one other thing that you had brought up that I'd like to talk about, um, and that's the, and I will tell you, I wish we still had the video from our very, very first episode. The audio was horrible. The video was horrible, uh, but we did an interview with somebody who had used this program. They were using the to their advantage. They were in Germany at the time, and that program would be. And this is, I think, this is another one that, I, be honest, I'd never heard of it. I'd been in the Navy almost ten years, and that is the SkillBridge program. Um, and again, you can search that DoD SkillBridge. Uh, so go ahead and kind of talk about that a little bit, QMC. What do you know about SkillBridge? Uh, to be honest, I'm not very familiar with it okay um from what uh from what uh one of my other uh from one of my other sisters had said um so what so a little bit about it right and i wasn't i couldn't remember if this was one i know you sent me some some sorry i didn't mean to put you on the spot he, he qmc did some research for me today he sent me some sites that we could look over uh some of them he's very well versed in and again uh retired chief like we still learn all the time about these things. So SkillBridge uh, is an amazing program. And this is going out to anybody who owns a business too, because you should try to become uh, a SkillBridge business. Um, it's, it's for military members uh, looking for your next career step after your military service. Are you within 180 days of release from active duty? Discover opportunities to participate in training and development with industries and employers who are seeking the high quality skills uh, that you bring to the table. So <clears throat> this is as you're transitioning. Okay. So what, what SkillBridge is, is in your transition process, within your within 180 days, you can apply for SkillBridge. Now, these are going to be jobs that you're going to go and be an apprentice at, um, and you're going to, excuse me, it's going to be based on on your job. You have to route a chit. You have to get it approved through your command. Basically, you have to be doing everything that you're supposed to do, and then you're still getting paid through the Navy, through the military. And but you are going and working with this company and learning and, you know, some of them certify you and stuff The the gentleman that we had talked to, uh, he was an electrician's mate. He used it and he went and worked for a company and got certified like in solar power uh, and like got they hired him on right out of the Navy, making great money and traveling. Uh, and it's only companies 
and employers who are vetted through this process. Uh, so they have to go through the Department of Defense. So if you're a company that you want to help veterans, you want to help them transition, I would encourage you to look at SkillBridge, look at the industry partners and the employers, the Department of Defense, um, invest tens of thousands of dollars in training for its service members. This formal training is supplemented by extensive on-the-job training and accumulative hands-on experience gained throughout the service member's career. Uh, through SkillBridge, program you can tap into the experience or the expertise of former service members by sponsoring internships and i said apprenticeships internships and pre-apprentice uh, well there you go pre-apprenticeship opportunities through the SkillBridge program so you have to be vetted for them for this uh and it's going to give you a few things and I just want to point this out. What's that last word right there? Spouses. In addition to the Department of Defense, other educational and employment services may, or uh, many skill bridge providers slash partners of program opportunities to military spouses. So your military spouse and you're looking, you, it's not as many. This is, skill bridge is definitely more towards the service member, um, but there's opportunities. And this is something where I think the big thing with this is, is that you're doing an internship for a job that, hey, maybe it's for you, maybe it's not, uh, but you're still, you're still active. Like you're still getting paid. You're getting paid from your command to go do a, uh, an internship for a job. So like that's, I mean, in and of itself is awesome. Uh, so I couldn't remember if that was the one, one of the ones I was supposed to talk about or you were. So, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, and again, there are some of those that you mentioned today that I'm not familiar with. At uh, SkillBridge, SkillBridge is one of those, uh, is one of those programs I wish I had known about or mm -hmm. understood more about when getting out. Uh, one thing to also note, uh, one of our brothers here was mentioning it, uh, when he, when he suggested to me was uh he said that it is it can be accessed for up to six months after separating uh to give sailors a route for transitioning into post-military fields what can, the skill bridge yes yeah so, so you could do it now where it's benefit it's it's beneficial always you can mm -hmm. do it afterwards you can still tap into it uh but you're going into unpaid internships most of the time um, so where it's super beneficial and what people try to get into is where they're doing it when they're, you know, they're a hundred day, 180 days out of getting out. And so they're like double dipping into it. But yes, you, that is a good point. You can utilize that afterwards as well. So it's great. Um, and again, uh, you're on episode 81 behind the helm. Indiana's number one military podcast. We're with QMC retired Matthew Beasley. I want to give a shout out. We're talking about this, um, you know, and and I'm I'm say it to you, uh, there, brother. Um, you know, recently at, at my uh, American Legion meeting, we were talking about membership and how our membership's quite well where we're at and uh, things of this nature. And I would encourage anybody who's a veteran of any kind, uh, whether it's retired or not. I've talked about it before. Make sure you're going to your local American Legion and going to your local VFW if you qualify and become members. Um, you know, active, almost always active. They pay for your for your dues. It's yearly. It's like 40 bucks like it, or less than. I don't even remember, but it's, it's worth it. Um, and I know what a lot of people think. Our generation of military members, you know, are just thinking of like the old crusty uh, veterans that are, you know, sitting there drinking their sorrows away. It's not just a bar. It's not. 
there is one. But it's not just that. Um, it's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood. It's being able to walk in and talk military to people that understand you, especially here, like in Indiana, where I don't really have that, uh, you know, and I can communicate with them and they understand things and they have uh, routes and advocates to so many of a lot of this, a lot of what we're talking about, uh, a lot of help with with VA and jobs. And I never knew until I became a member how much money comes into the Legion. But it's not profit. That money is turned around and donated uh, to the local community and um, hundreds of thousands of dollars in scholarships. Uh, and it, it is all about giving to the veteran community, but also your local community. So I would encourage you um, as a veteran, and you don't even have to be a veteran. So for those spouses out there, it used to be called the Ladies Auxiliary, um, and there's an auxiliary at the VFW, but it's not just women. Uh, there, hey, look, man, like there, there's, there's some, uh, there's some military husbands out there. Okay. You could become a member. Maybe your dad or your grandpa served and you didn't serve there at the Legion. It's called, um, the sons. You can be a member of that and you can be involved in these organizations. And I really, really encourage, um, everybody to, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I was having a conversation with some people and these organizations as we're losing, unfortunately, the, you know, World War II and now starting like Vietnam vet era, like they're, we're losing them. Uh, and we're not seeing our generation uh, and the generation under us joining this. And these programs are going to be gone and we're going to lose them. And they do a lot for the local community. So I know that's kind of off topic, but it's another spot where you can talk to somebody. Maybe you're transitioning, getting out. And this, these are the type of places you go to find you know, a retired QMC that's going to tell you, let me tell you what you should do and what I wish I would have done. Um, that's where you find those people because it can be hard to do it yourself. You know, it can't. And, and then you find out later, you're like, gosh, man, shoot. I wish I would have, you know? Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to that, you know, post nine, uh, post three, nine, one American Legion at Fortville. And I always forget my VFW's post number because <clears throat> it's longer. So, Plus my post coins right there, so I can look at it when I forget. <laughs> but anyway, and, uh, go ahead. And that's also and that's also a great a great thing. Uh, the the legions. Uh, I still haven't I still haven't uh, locked down on a uh, on a um, a VFW up here. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, mine butt up uh, next to each other. Like their back doors are like this. So oh wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I was just like, well, this is easy, you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, yeah, I was down. I was with the VFW that was down in. Um, I was with a VFW that was down in both Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, even before I got out of active duty, I joined a VFW. Yep, I'm still um, active. You absolutely can. It doesn't. Ha you don't have to be a, a a veteran. I know it's veteran of foreign wars. There's just certain for VFW. There's certain things you have to have to be a member. Um, American Legion just had to have served and um, not been like dishonorably discharged. So uh, I'm telling you, it's it's worth it. And there's other there's other ones too. There's like AMVETS. There are a few other ones, but those are the two most re I think most recognizable ones that you see in every little town everywhere. They're there, uh, and they and they need you, uh, and it'll give you the opportunity to give back. And uh, there's and there's also the idea. That there, there's also like. Um, one one of the things you touched on was like your the uh, your elevator or my elevator 
mm-hmm. uh, look on on uh, QM. What it was a QM. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that kind of an idea can also be used at the local VFWs because you'll never know if you if there's like a uh, a person who might who might own their own business or might be oh, part yeah. of the hiring crew for a business at the yep. VFW or the Legion and can help you transition into a new job if you're looking at getting out or retiring. Yeah, that's that's more of like maybe they are on USA Jobs, but now like you got even a little bit more of an in because you're a, a legionnaire with them or whatever and and you know they directly know who they're talking to uh and because they've served you know maybe they own a business or are higher up in a business and most definitely um, would be able to help you in your transition so that's some great information and you know uh chief qmc matt matthew Mr. Beasley, uh, I just want to thank you so much, man. Um, you reached out to me, and I think kind of at first jokingly, it was like, man, you got a podcast? Let me get up on that. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it, you know? Uh, and I, I greatly appreciate it. And, you know, it was so much information. A ton. Uh, so, you know, this is a long episode. for So for those who stuck it out, thank you. For those who came back and said, holy crap, they're still talking. I know. Okay, I, I know. Uh, but it was worth it. Make sure to, to go back and listen to it. Listen to it a few times. If you're working on transitioning, if you're a reservist, if you're a veteran, like if you're a military spouse, like this is some great information. And, and Matt, I just want to thank you uh, for bringing it up. And, you know, I, again, I learned some more today. I'll be going home. And tell my wife, get on OTO. You know what I mean? So uh, I really appreciate your time, man. Uh, and then to everybody else, next week could have some huge news. Might not be till the week after. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I appreciate you. We'll be live next Thursday. Keep on the lookout. Those those The audio versions are going to be coming up, uploaded uh, a lot here very, very soon. So um, with that, thank you so very much. Thank you to our special guest, uh, and we're going to cut out from the live. But, Matt, stick around in the green room, man. I'll, I'll talk to you for a minute before before we cut out, if that's cool with you, okay? Yep. All right, so everybody, until next time, thank you so very much. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You were just behind the helm. If you want to watch that bonus content, make sure to head on over to Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, where it is available right now. No matter what platform you watch or listen to this show on, make sure you like it, follow it, share it, hit the bells, do whatever it takes to help grow this channel. You can also watch the episodes live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link is in the description, but you can find it by searching Behind the Helm on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook. Thank you again and we hope to see you next time.